Hey guys, we are running a special promotion for April because April is for fools and we're celebrating. <laughs> and that's what we are. <laughs> <laughs> so we really want to get the word out about our podcast. So if we are doing a review trade-off for April to get our name out there um, and just generally get to know our listeners, uh, who you are and what you like about us. Mm-hmm. So if you could write us a review and subscribe, then you just have to let us know that you did. Email us at twbdpodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And here are some of the things you will get in return. Ooh, cute, Ooh. sexy music. We will write you a short theme song and we'll sing it on the podcast and put your name in it. Yeah. Uh, We will write you a fanfic for your favorite Twin Peaks characters or favorite scene or favorite episode. And like, we already have juicy ideas for that. Oh, they're going to be sexy. So (laughs) you've Uh, no problem with that. uh, For our next fancy cocktail on our Mothership podcast, there will be drinking. You can name it. You can be like, I want you to name it uh, Splashy McBow Pants. <laughs> yeah, we it, be damned about what it's about. <laughs> you yeah. just name it. You just tell us what it is. Uh, we will record an outgoing message for your phone or just for you to listen to when you go to sleep at night. It's you. like a, bo- like a it's hey, like, hey baby. Gone. We love you. you. Personal. You did great today. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if you have a blog or web series or an Etsy page or a Kickstarter or an event or anything that you want to promote, we are happy to plug it on the show, share it on our Facebook. That especially includes podcasts. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're a podcast, please get in touch with us. We'll be happy to share some share some love. So yeah, please rate and subscribe to There Will Be Drinking and There Will Be Drinking Recaps Twin Peaks. Lots of great stuff coming up. Uh, and we look forward to hearing from you. Okay, guys, special announcement. Guess what? We're having our first live show in Brooklyn. What? It is on May 22nd for the premiere of our of the new Twin Peaks relaunch for on Showtime. Uh, we're going to be recapping it live as we do. Uh, we'll be at Three's Brewing, which is this awesome brewery restaurant area uh, in Gowanus, Brooklyn. Um, there's limited seating for the event, so make sure you RSVP and let us know you're coming. We're screening the episode at 6.30, so if you can't watch it on Showtime, you can show up early and watch it with us. Uh, and the live show and recording starts at 8.30. Well, we'll be drinking. And I think you guys should come and join us and watch us do all the juicy stuff we do behind the scenes in front of you in live in live action form in addition to drinking we'll probably be dressed as Twin Peaks characters mm-hmm. we'll be taking some photos passing out swag yeah and if you need to catch up on your Twin Peaks you can always just listen to our There Will Be Drinking Recaps Twin Peaks and you'll hear all of the details yeah you won't uh, and just look us up on Facebook all the info and the event invite will be there love you guys thank you see we you hope there. to see you there pie up your lives Laura's dead. Ah! Diane, I am holding in my hand a small box of chocolate buns. Hello, and welcome to There Will Be Drinking Recaps Twin Peaks. We're on season two, episode 21, Miss Twin Peaks. Not Mrs. Twin Peaks, because then she'd be married and none of these women are married. Um, we are your hosts. I'm Caitlin. Hi. Who are you, who are you over there, girl? Girl, girl, girl. I would say if I could be anyone, it would be... That's uh, not the question. <laughs> <laughs> question is, who are you? Not if you could be anybody, who would you be? Because that's a different answer. If I could be anybody, who would I be? I'd be Michelle Obama, maybe. You wouldn't, you wouldn't pick Beyonce? You'd pick Michelle Obama before Beyonce. Uh, I don't know. Probably would too, actually. Having twins seems like a lot. Um, Also, I think that having... um, Get it together. Having... You could do it. Having Obama as your husband sounds a lot better than having Jay-Z as your husband. Jay-Z as your husband. husband. Yeah. I mean, based on the, the product that was Lemonade, I'd much rather have Bombs Bombs. I mean, yeah. He's just not also. I don't want bombs. Also, he's the like the like the ultimate dad. Dad, 
which is my greatest Would fantasy. you rather have Obama as your dad or your husband? As my husband. Had we are drunk. All right. <laughs> Tell me how you feel. Caitlin, why are you so drunk? Could it be because of the Laura Palmer you're drinking? That's exactly why I'm so drunk. I thought so. I thought so. I think we should talk about that. Me and my Laura Palmer are having a day of a day because... Are you going to write this in your uh, diary? and your secret, secret, the other secret diary? Dear other secret diary different from the first one. Today, I made myself a Laura Palmer diary in case you... Secret diary, secret diary. In case you forgot what's in a Laura Palmer, I will tell you. You put in a tea bag into like eight ounces of bourbon. That's about the ratio that you want to have diary. And what you're gonna do is just wait a little while until the bourbon has like a tea-ish flavor, and then you're gonna take some fresh squeezed lemon juice that you make on top of one of those glass squeezer rotator things. I don't know if you have one of those diary. They definitely have millions of Sonoma. And then you're going to make as much lemon juice as makes sense to you, diary. I don't know what your tastes are, but I will tell you my taste, diary, are that I like a little bit of lemon juice and I sneak some honey in there. Meredith, on the other hand, my good friend and good co-host, Murda, she doesn't like no sweet-ass drink shit. So she just does a bunch of bourbon and like good amount of lemon juice. And she does like a tart, aromatic, beautiful cocktail. Mine is more on like the sweet and sweet tea side. Anyway, it's a delicious Laura Palmer diary and you would love it and enjoy it. Um, that was beautiful. I'm going to tell love you, I have, some, I have something to tell you about that. What you just did said. What? Um, every what? time you address diary, uh-huh. I thought you were going to say diarrhea. diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> Dear diarrhea, I miss you since you left me. <laughs> Dear Diarrhea, here you are again because of all those Laura Palmers. <laughs> Dear yeah. Diarrhea, you really tore me up inside. I'll never forget you. <laughs> that was a really good one. That was... <laughs> the name of the episode and we went over the Laura Palmer I would say actually we're right on track okay great we're doing great don't worry about it you're doing the first part of this episode you are right do you want me to get to talking about it Caitlin yes I can do that for you because let me tell you how wait quick though how are your feels about this? This episode is fucking amazing. We have we are on the ep- the penultimate episode, the penultimate. episode before the last episode the that's day ever to exist, except for not soon. Other ones will happen, but the denouement. Yeah, or it's like the climax, really. Yeah, the mon. Because we're at the resolution now. Just a regular old mon. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I mix. Ex- I'm, I'm. Why are you drinking kombucha? Don't don't say the secret. Why are you drinking kombucha? I know you're drinking booze. I'm yeah. I'm curious as to what's going on over there on that side of the couch. You know me. You know I got the gut. You know I got those guts. You got that good good. You got a got that good gut. <laughs> <laughs> good good guts. All right, I'm sorry. Okay. Good good belly good. Okay. So let me let me get to rate capping this for you, Caitlin, oh, and God. telling you what happened. Oh please. In case you forgot in the 30 seconds since we stopped <laughs> watching it. Please um, tell me about it. Well, if you recall, Major Biggs Briggs was kidnapped by Wyndham Earl yep. as a horse cow. And as a what? Horse cow. <laughs> Remember? He was right. In the right. horse cow costume. Yes. I forgot all about so that. So Major Briggs is handcuffed to the wall of the shack. So is Leo. Yeah. Leo, Wyndham Earl seems to be out and Leo somehow manages, he wakes up, he win, somehow manages to get to a small desk or table and gets keys for the handcuffs. Mm-hmm. So he first unlocks Major Briggs and then he unlock, and then he can't seem to unlock himself because I guess the keys are different or something like that. Right. And he just tells him to, he just asks Major Briggs to go and save Shelly. And Major Briggs is like, semi-unconscious, not coherent at all. Yeah. No idea what's happening in this world, but he's like, yep, no problem. Out of it. And he leaves. And then um, eventually, uh, Leo, of course, Wyndham Earl returns and realizes Major Briggs is no longer there. 
Mm-hmm. And then he comes in and he does his whole monologuing thing and threatens Leo and tells him that it's, you know, the end of the line for him. Uh, but the real the real weird thing about this scene, because uh, that's pretty much all that happens, but his face is painted all white. Yeah. And ashen. And his teeth and are black. Yeah. What? Like he had like a corpse thing going on. Yeah. Or like White Lodge and Black Lodge. Like was he doing some sort of like ritual thing mystic uh, thing I mean, I in think the moon? Wyndham Earl's like he's make... into like art and shit. So maybe he was just like having a day by himself <laughs> and just like I'm gonna paint my He face. went and saw like modern dance. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. The yeah, local yeah. dance. Yeah, maybe he was filming maybe he was filming his audition tape for the amazing race. Because if anybody's going to get Who is going to – but who is going to run with him? That's the Leo. thing. Huh? Leo. Leo? Leo. So he's going to run as like, this is my handicapped brother. I take him everywhere with me and I can do this by myself. No, nah, he's but like, also this bring guy's him useless. Yeah, he, or not useless. Useful. He's useful. Cool. Leo's useful. All right. I buy it. I'm just fucking around. I tried out for know. amazing. I, I tried out for the amazing race. What, Meredith? My dad and I went for, and like waited for two hours to get auditioned for it. I was like, "We're gonna go do it, Dad. Doesn't matter how." Your long. dad agreed to this. Yeah, and we didn't. Can you believe it that we did I'm not really get chosen? Really sad that you didn't get get on the amazing race. Right? You guys would have been so good. <laughs> we would have been great. Too bad it wasn't the same season that Wyndham Earl and Leo were on. I know. That would have been even better for me. I know. Yeah. Obviously. That's too bad. Oh, well. Damn it. Damn. Well, then after this scene, we go to the double R diner. diner and uh, Norma brings out cakes because, I mean, brings out pies because apparently the, you, the Miss Twin Peaks contestants need pies or something. I Hell don't know. yeah, they need pies. <laughs> and then uh, uh, Annie and... Um, Shelly are also there and they're kind of cleaning up and they're talking mm-hmm. about how they're going to be competing for the Miss Twin Peaks contest. And and apparently they also tell Norma, they ask Norma how they're going to celebrate her 20 years since she's won Miss Twin Peaks. So it's been Norma 20 years. 20 years. So she's at least, oh, she's at least 40. She's probably she's at, 40. She's probably around, or maybe 38. She's, yeah. I was going to say that's uh, the youngest. I would say that's the youngest. The youngest? So how old is Annie? That's the thing. How far 22? apart did her mother have her? I don't know. So you're telling me that her mother had her at the, at, <laughs> up, at 16 years apart? Probably. I that's, don't know. It's a guess. That's, are they half sisters? Like that would make sense. Yeah, I would think so. I don't know things. I don't fuck. know. <laughs> I don't know. Time makes no sense. <laughs> yeah, in this Norma, sense it doesn't. Norma, it's been twenty. I never would have guessed that Norma was close well, to forty. That, be- that means that's that also means Nadine and Ed are that age because they all went to high school together. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, Norma looks good. She does look good. Norma looks. Nadine real looks good, good too. Nadine does not look as good as Norma. I love her though. I she do. I love her. She's my favorite person right now. But I'm just saying. She don't <laughs> yeah, look Norma as good. does look great. All right. Norma's killing it. You know you what? You killing it, Norm. I'll believe it. <laughs> I don't know what I was asking you to believe there. About but the distance cool. between Norma and oh, the Miss Peaks situation. I'm picking up what you're putting down now. This that situation. Um, and then there's also like a cutesy moment between uh, Annie and Shelly, and they look at uh, Norma, and they're like, "Why don't you split the votes between us?" Because because Norma's a uh, judge apparently too. Yes. As a, as Miss Twin Peaks. I have feelings about that, but let's move on. About what? Norma being a judge. What's your feelings? We'll get into that later. Oh, I think she's a good judge, though. I don't think that she's not a good judge. We'll get into why oh. I have issues with it later. Oh, interesting. Yes. Um, Fine. Then we go to the Great Northern Hotel, where we see Audrey sitting in her dad's office near the fire, just getting all warmed up. In an amazing dress. In an amazing dress. We both said it out loud when we were watching. That like, dress is that dress baller. Is great. Killing it. You think you think it's like a commentary that like once you lose your virginity, your fashion sense just becomes on point. May, uh, maybe I think it's more likely that like Audrey is actually an adult. It's more of a commentary that she's an adult now because she literally is doing work for her dad. Cool, right? Yeah, no, I'm fine with it. She's I'm fine with kind of straight up. She's a straight up adult. 
She's straight up adulting it. More She's than most adults in this fucking town. Adultery. <laughs> yes. Adultery. Yeah. Also, not to be confused with adultery. No, not to be confused <laughs> with adultery. But we'll go into that later. Um so Ben comes into the office and she's and he's like, You're your face is the most intelligent face, intelligent face I've seen all day, and he's all weird. Probably with her. true. And then I, I, I don't know. Them being nice to each other is like really hard to digest sometimes. I, like yeah. every once in a while, I like remember, I'm like, oh, he tried to fuck you. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> You're right. That's fucking weird. And not, th- I, I get that she didn't know. Or he didn't know that it was that her. That she was a prostitute yeah, at the that brothel was, that he owned. I get that. I know that he wasn't legitimately trying to have sex yeah, with. Yeah, but it's still fucked up. But it's still like oh, you were like in that. Best friends. You now were in like, but, but that's what I mean. Like Audrey, me, you were in that. To be kind of shit. I that's what, yeah. I mean, like Audrey, you were in that situation. I feel you. So like, how yeah, you could just be like, oh, Dad. Oh, Hi, oh. You're so funny. I want to take that. I want to like only take advice from you now. Like yeah. that's weird. Yeah. Remember when I gave you a boner, Dad? <laughs> That's how I would say it if I was her. Anytime he... Hey, Dad. If he oh, questioned my judgment... Am I grounded? Remember when I gave you a boner, Dad? <laughs> I would say that for everything. You want me to do the dishes? You remember when I gave you a boner? Oh, God. I'm not it's doing so the bad. Dishes. It never gets like easy to hear. It's always terrible. Audrey, pick up your clothes. Uh, uh, Dad, funny thing, funny, funny thing funny about thing pic- <laughs> about that is, do you remember when I gave you a bottle? Oh my God! Stop saying it! <laughs> You're oh, the one who said it first. Are, like crinkling up like tissue paper. They're like no. Oh, so Audrey also in this scene drops some knowledge, essentially that you know that Catherine's using a small like Twin Peaks savings and loan or whatever savings bank. To yeah. funnel their cash for Ghostwood for, Estates. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're trying to avoid any bad press and because apparently they want to keep a low profile. And I'm just going to assume this has to do with the fact that Andrew Packard is supposed to be dead. Right? Like, right. Obvious why right. they want to keep a low profile. Wait, does does Ben Horn know that Andrew Packard's alive? I don't yes. think so. He yeah. does. He does. No, okay. wait. No, no, no. You're right. No. no, he doesn't. You're right. Sorry. So there's a yeah, reason. Yeah, they don't know that either. And that's what, so that's what, that's what Ben says. Is Can this, I just say, as what? far as I'm concerned in much of the plot of this show, Andrew Packard could be dead. Yes. And it wouldn't make any difference. He could have be. Oh, my God. If he could have stayed <gasps> dead. Maybe maybe he's part of the Black Lodge, like, rift in the world opening up. And no, he's I gonna, don't think he's that cool. He's a ghost. I don't think he's that cool. And he just disappears. No, I don't think he's that cool. I don't think he's that cool either, I but think I wish it's just, it was. He's just, like, a loose end that nobody's paying attention yeah, to. Yeah, exactly. Um, so she – so Ben is like, oh, don't worry. They're going to get all the bad press now. I'm going to fucking make them – never want to kill another pine weasel in their lives and uh, <laughs> so then he's like and then he's like hey funny thing about me you giving me a bl- uh a boner. Boner. <laughs> <laughs> um uh but actually like uh i if you could uh compete in miss twin peaks that would be real dope that'd be baller and he, she's like no nah, i don't want to do that <laughs> You remember that time Dad, I gave you a boner? Remember the time when I, I gave you a boner? Yeah, I don't have to do what you I say don't, I do not want to do that. Uh, and he's like, yeah, but it's like really good for our platform and everyone's going to like hear it and it's going to be cool. And she's just like, nah, Dad, no. I would really rather you find another way to spread our message other than me being a hot bikini lady body. You know what, though? What? She does it. She does it. She fucking does it. But she was the only person who didn't want to do it. You know why she did it? Why? Because Ben Horn looked at her in the face and said, really seriously, Audrey, remember that time when you gave me a boner? <laughs> it freaked her out. Fucking was, do this. He don't want to give me another boner. She was like, all right, um, he, weird. The tables have turned. He's threatening it. She's, he's, she's using it to threaten her now. Abusive ass relationship. <laughs> All right. Uh, speaking of, but speaking of lovely relationships, not not fucked up ones. Uh-huh. Cooper and Truman are at the police station looking at the petroglyph. Oh, they're not making out. No, I'm oh, sorry about God. that. Andy's there too. He's what looking at the petroglyph. And he's looking at the petroglyph real hard. Yeah, he's he really does focused. not want to turn she away. Can't look away, yeah. 
Um, and then uh, Cooper starts saying that he has been um, – he starts revealing some more information about Windermere. He's like, I have to just, you know, he's like, he's like, I've, I, you know, it's come to our attention that, uh, windermere has been actually looking for the Black Lodge since 1965. And that's why Major Briggs is missing. That and, was 30 like, years before this show came out. Yeah. So Windermere has, la- he, that, he, that's what he says. He's built a bigger chess piece than we could even possibly Windermere. imagine. Because he not only does he want to cause Cooper, like, fear and hate and like like torture him he also wants to find the black lodge let's also so Windermere is two steps say, ahead of everyone let's also say that Windermere like got out of college yes like at 22 right yes and then he went into work for the government like what is the earliest do you think that he was working on severely top secret assignments for the government 21 like, like 22. 20, no, I mean, he's getting out of like college at 22. Rec- he's recruited right out of college. He's recruited. You think he's I think a lot of, working on top secret stuff? A lot of people are recruited right out of college for shit Fine. like that. I'm just saying, but do you think he's immediately working on top secret yeah, high clearance he, he stuff be, at yeah. 22 years yeah. old? You know, like the girl from Zero Dark Thirty was was pulled like pulled when she was like 16. Fine. Fine. So, you like, know what? I'll believe that. Yeah. Fine. No, people do. like for. So he's 22 plus plus. Right. What is it? 30 years. Yeah. So, so he's, now he's 52 years old. I love that our game in Twin Peaks is literally trying to guess how old people are. I just mean that the time <laughs> Which frame Which we could probably look up. But is I like that bizarre. we always are trying. The time frame is bizarre. You're telling me Wyndham Earl was, was doing top secret business in Twin Peaks. Jack. Secrets. Top secret business in Twin Peaks. <laughs> talk secrets same- is like talk secrets <laughs> is a great talk show name. Why does it exist? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> hi, hi. Uh, welcome to Washington State's number one local television affiliate, Talk Secrets. Today we have on uh, uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Earl. Yes. Mr. Earl, how old are you? Um, I I know this is Talk Secrets, but I'm not a liberty to say. Okay, so we're going to assume, based on your face, that you're somewhere in your 50s. Um, Do you remember when you were working on a particular top-secret assignment here in the northwestern area? Um, Was there a young woman named Norma, who now owns a diner, who was winning the Miss Twin Peaks contest? Mm, Does that seem to occur around the same time that you were I don't. I'm asexual. I don't pay attention. I wasn't paying attention to women then. Then why? I'm definitely not paying attention to them now. Uh, Well... I just like to murder them. Well, you know what? We've got Norma on I like people today to meet with you. Why? I don't know. I'm fucking <laughs> trying to make a point. And you brought up this dumb show and I had to go along with it. I was. I didn't mean to. I just liked the name. You went along with the cop. It's my fault. You <laughs> acted it out. I just came up with the name. It's not going anywhere. All right. Let's move on. <laughs> it's a dead show. Dead Dead, show. dead on arrival. I just. Pilot point, not picked up in pilot my season. My point that I'm making is that that these years are these years could make so much sense if someone just changed the numbers but this is lazy <laughs> writing is what i'm saying i'm sure we could also look up like i i'm sure we could look it up but i we just haven't so. i'm gonna google you're gonna google yeah you're gonna gigs. continue your recap gigs. i'm sorry i'm interrupting with my logic uh, where did i even stop um um, nope. I okay. Well, I Truman was talking. Yeah, no, I mean, Cooper was talking about how uh, I got. I got Merle was involved for some reason it, with Project Blue Book. Some for some reason it went way down in 1965. Yes. Um. And so anyway, so so Cooper also brings up besides the fact that Major Briggs is missing and Wyndham Merle has. It would have, you know, an interest in, in having Major Briggs and also in addition to all the other shady shit that's happening. Um, in addition, that that shady, that additional shady shit he's referring to is Josie's death was very mysterious. And Truman's like, what do you mean? And Cooper's like, well, you know, when I saw her dying, she was trembling in fear. And then I saw Bob. So I think Bob actually killed her. Like the fear killed her. The fear killed her. Yeah. Yeah. And that's evidence in court. It's especially from Cooper. Mm-hmm. Cooper, you believe things. People believe. Cooper believes lots of things. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Cooper believes things. Cooper's Cooper, like, you are a man of belief. Cooper is Faith like, even. 
Hooper hears something and he's like, I believe it. I I definitely think that he's someone who trusts a lot. He trusts a lot of people for Hooper sure. Hooper is a Scientologist. Oh, yeah. I guess I, I guess um, I could see that happen. Sure. <laughs> sure. Um. That's Ella snores. <laughs> I thought someone was like cheering somewhere. I was like, "What? What's happening?" Um, okay. Um, then, in addition to Josie, because he saw Bob uh, when Josie was dying, and he was basically feeding off of her fear. Um, he, you know, Cooper ascertains that Bob and the Black Lodge are the evil in the woods. That the whole town refers to. So they're like, you know, when they're like, the owls are not what they seem. And the, yeah. and the wood, there's the evil in the woods. Basically, they he believes that there's, there's a great source of power there. And that's essentially where Bob and the Black Lodge are. They are yeah. the same thing. Yeah. Um, but funny thing, Cooper, Wyndham Earl was listening to this conversation. And you just helped. Like, you know, Cooper, you really, you really can Good. solve the puzzle almost better than Wyndham Earl. And you had to lead him to the answer. Yeah, but, I mean, he didn't know that he was being bugged. Yeah, no, I'm not saying – I know. I'm giving Cooper credit for knowing more than Wyndham Earl, even because Wyndham Earl seems to, like, not be able to outrun them infinitely, like, forever. They never can find him. But, but Cooper still also is two steps ahead of Cooper, him. And Cooper. he's – and Wyndham Earl learns from Cooper that Bob – feeds off fear so he's yeah. like i just gotta get it's my favorite emotion i if i just get someone really afraid yeah no problem i could Cougar do that can solve the mysteries of the cosmos yes and Wyndham earl is great at disguises <laughs> <laughs> so basically they are the doctor doctor who because doctor who is pretty good at disguises as well and solving mysteries of the cosmos yeah I mean, maybe the end of this show is they like combine bodies we, and become this the, is doctor. the doctor. That would be interesting for sure. Anyway, go on. Um, so Wintermorrow, with this new information, uh, starts monologuing to Leo Johnson as he does, and he says that it's time for him to seize his queen, and he hasn't been this excited for anything since puncturing Caroline's aorta. What? So aggressive. He killed Caroline. I think this is the first time that we find out he did it. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. I think it was like suspected, but this is the first time it's been confirmed. Oh. Yeah, it's a big fucking deal, Meredith. Well, also, uh, so then he says goodbye to Leo, and he's leaving them, and apparently this is how he's leaving him. So Leo's in his same place that he's been chained up to his foot and also with his hand to the ceiling. Um, and now he has a string in his mouth and he's laying on the ground and the string is goes up the wall to the ceiling where it is holding a box of fucking spiders above Leo Johnson's head. Yeah. I, okay. Like you were the my favorite part about this scene was you the whole time were saying, oh, is it is it a knife? Is it a guillotine? Is it a gun? Like, you were expecting it was going to be something that was going to, like, yeah. the moment he yeah. let go of the string, we he was going to die. He was going to get stabbed. So now, when you leave spiders there. We both were like, spiders? Uh, like, you leave spiders there, it kind of, you kind of assume that he at least has the chance he's going to survive. I wrote down, anti-venom is like a thing. Well, and, but also the spiders don't necessarily have to bite him. They could just walk away they could just be like oh we're scared from the fall <laughs> and like run away exactly that's what i was like what? also they were in a box so it's like it's a cage of spiders that falls on you exactly <laughs> exactly yeah it wasn't the most um it wasn't the most ingenious villain thing i've ever seen yeah it was so weird it was just tacky yeah. it was just tacky windham you can do better than that you can do better well at the roadhouse uh the ladies of the Miss Twin Peaks contest are getting up. Uh, they're going. They're, they're doing they're it. Practicing. They're practicing. And Mr. Pinkle, the same guy who is the expert on the pine weasel, mm-hmm. is also apparently a dance expert and is teaching them. It's a small town, Meredith. They're teaching them. <laughs> he's teaching them a, a choreographed dance for the night. Yeah, of course he is. And the best part of this, there's no so one many. dances better so than I the just, pine weasel. I just took down a couple of things 
about this scene that I liked, okay. uh, particularly the woman wearing a thong bodysuit with yeah, the, that was with the great. leggings that underneath. Was great. Also, like so, like so sexy, like so hot. Yeah, Jane Fonda. <laughs> and then there's a lot of bending over and the dance. And yeah. then Lucy asks, "What exactly are we supposed to be showing off with all this bending over?" Yeah, she's like questions him, like. This doesn't really, this dance moves do not make sense. Right, exactly. Um, they don't. You go, Lucy. You yeah. Call, you call them out. So funny. Well, then the judges come in to uh, kind of, like, I guess, meet up before the contest and uh, the beauty contest and then dis- and discuss what kind of qualities Miss Twin Peaks should have. Right. Mm-hmm. That's important. Um, it's very important. Mm-hmm. Well, eventually Norma leaves and they all agree. They're like, Norma's like, I think that she should have like a personality and be an individual. That's great, Norma. Good feminism. I liked it's it. Just, it's just a very impetus beginning. I liked it. Um, So here's my issue with these judges. Yes. They're not impartial. None of, yeah, none of them are. Mayor Milford is engaged to a contestant. I mean, Dick kind of is. Dick knocked up a contestant. Yeah, but he doesn't give Norma a fuck about Lucy. Norma employs two contestants and one of them is her sister. So, like, there are people in this town, like, I don't know, Pete Martell, Sheriff Truman, Doc Hayward. Well, I guess Donna's in the contest, so that doesn't work. But there are people in this town, Dr. Jacoby. Andy. Well, no, sorry, Lucy's up Lucy. there. But there are people who don't have skin Deputy in the Deputy Hawk. Who don't have skin in the game, who could be judging this contest, who don't have it just that's what bothers me. I'm not saying Norma's a good judge. I'm just saying that they need yeah, impartial. I also I just think also I only say because uh Norma won Miss Twin Peaks, she probably did vote for oh. like the right the person who deserved a win. Maybe. Fine. I at least I'm gonna give her that. Because she probably I like just think it's a respects the title team. I just think it's a ragtag uh, well, team. I mean of all the things it does yeah, whatever. Yeah. Anyway. Um, anyway. Um, yeah, no, none of them are really impartial. And so anyway, Norma leaves. She's like, I'm going to go take these qualities down and gather this core sheets or something. I don't know, whatever. And right, then important stuff. she wants whatever she's going to do. She's walking away. She's leaving. Dick and cre- creepy fiance mayor man is like hanging out. And Lana comes over and she's like, oh, hey, Lana. Dick, um, do you think that you could come and help me with something in the storage room? And he's like, yeah, no probs. And they go in there and like he, she wastes no time. She starts like touching his shoulders and touching his waist and then turns the lights off and starts making out with him. Uh, so yeah, she's seducing him for his vote. Essentially. She touches his peen. Oh yeah. No, she definitely like, definitely. Yeah. Well, she says out loud, she's like, I don't know what he's like, what exactly are you looking for? And she's like, I don't know what the technical name is. I'm like, Lana, it's a penis. (laughs) You 100% know what the technical name is. Just tell him that you're looking for a pain pain. Uh, Back at the Great Northern Hotel while these ladies are getting shit done, uh, Cooper is meditating instead of sleeping because that's how Cooper gets rest now. Mm. And he starts speaking with Diane about Wyndham Merle, you know, as he does. And he says Wyndham Merle is after the same thing that they are. Um, mm. and he's concerned, they're all, and, and that he's greatly concerned with the power that's, that's within Twin Peaks right now. Mm-hmm. Things are about to go down. Mm-hmm. And then he meant, and then he's like, but you want to know what though? I do have to bring up Annie here. Cause I care for her almost like Caroline. And like now, because he mentioned that too, you just know he's going to die. Like she's going to die <sighs> or at least attempt, a death, te- a, a murder attempt will be made on her life. Yeah. You explicitly say Caroline. She's on her way out. Cooper, buddy. all you, all Oops, you, you just murdered her. Just like James, unfortunately, Cooper, your plight is to only have women that want to, that are going to be murdered by Wyndham Earl. Maybe there's specifically something to be said about that. You know? <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe there's something to be said about that's what I'm, women. yeah, that's what I'm saying. When you love a woman, you sentence her to death. Yeah, so that's <laughs> a, that's what James feels, man. Mom. So anyway, speaking of the devil. <gasps> who comes to the door other who comes, than Annie? Who comes to Annie's there? Annie's there and she's like, Hey Cooper, um, like, what's up? Um, I'm studying like, can you help me study for what's my up? finals? What's up? <laughs> no, he's like she's like, I really want to get this speech together for Miss Twin Peaks contest and I don't know what to say. I'm terrified of public speaking. And then he starts being cute and just asking her questions like, Why do you believe the forest should ex- like why do you believe in saving the forest? Like what's so important about saving them? Blah blah blah. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then he's like 
your forest is beautiful. He's talking about her vagina. And then, but why is it that they only speak in poetry together to each other? It's so funny. This is something that that Annie literally says. She goes, every forest has its shadow. And I can see my life's history in your face. They're talking, she's talking about her vagina. Well, (laughs) that's what I mean. Like, Annie, you totally came there to fuck. You did not come there to talk about your speech. Here, let me decipher this for you. (laughs) Yes. Tell me what what they said. He's like, your forest is beautiful and peaceful. And he's talking about her vagina, right? Right. It's so her vulva forest it's beautiful and peaceful because no one's fucked it before right and she's like well every forest casts a shadow because it's real bushy they call that a nun bush when you're in the nunnery you get real bushy because you don't have to shave it you're celibate so her she's so bushy that it casts a shadow right got it yeah and then and then she's like and i can see my history in your face which is like my forest is about to be on your face and then, because they're there, because oh. they're going to get it on. Do you think she has her period, too? Is that the other thing? I don't know. I Co- could Cooper would be into that. Yeah, I think he's so. He's a fucking weirdo. Yeah, and he's also like, you know, he's a spiritual man. Like, he he's believes in the power of the, of the fe- female menstrual cycle. Totally. Like, he honors the goddess He probably within. thinks it's like healing yeah. in some way. He'll like roll around and it's naked. No, he's, they're definitely doing like tantric meditation. They like, don't sleep. They, they don't, don't they just fuck. They just fuck. <laughs> cool. Well, that's what happens at the end <laughs> of this scene. They did all of that. Everything we just described was happening. Yeah. I love it. Um, And then uh, for maybe the weirdest scene of the, of the episode, uh, Nadine is... At Ed's, at her and Ed's house, technically, uh, with with Mike, yeah, um, and then also uh, Norma and and Big Ed are there, and they're both sitting on separate. The couples are sitting on separate couches. Doctor Jacoby's there, uh, yes. flipping through um, photo slideshow of all of Nadine's uh, t- like. What I get? What are they called? Knockouts in wrestling? What are they? Called? I don't know. No, I All I know is, would you not listen to Nadine describe men to you for hours? Yes. She was like, "This is Bill. He was two hundred and twenty-four pounds. Superior upper body strength. Superior upper body strength. A quad like a couch. Like a couch. <laughs> Just tree trunk claw quads. I got my hands on, and I pinned him in a minute. I would listen to that shit for hours. I'd be like. She was great yeah Nadine, explain to me what this man looks like Nadine explain to me what this man she did looks have a like. very interesting way to describe men this is so. a woman who loves men yeah she does this is a woman who appreciates a Roman like sculpture oh yeah body. she appreciates a good bond oh man a good bond and why do we know that Meredith because what because she can fucking lift men up with her penises and they have to be strong for that too. yes also because of what she says in the scene. What does she say? She's like, Dr. Jacoby's like, let's talk about how you feel. And Nadine's like, well, it all started when I saw Mike's buns. I know. <laughs> I love it. In school. Yeah, I wrote that down. Okay, all right. And then, um, and then he's like, she's like, I'm really happy with Mike. And, uh, and you seem really happy with uh, Norma. And then, uh, you know, basically Dr. Dr. Jacoby there is to facilitate a conversation with, between the couples because About they're going to get divorced. Yeah. And then and then Big Ed decides to drop the truth bomb on Nadine that Norma and him are getting married. And she is like, oh, that's wonderful, Eddie. I am so happy for you. Yeah. And it happens to be a coincidence that that's happening for you because I'm going to get married to Mike. And then as he, she's saying that, she's holding on to Mike's hands and she starts squeezing ow, it with... Ow! Ow! <laughs> Meredith! Ow! You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, because you just squeezed the shit out of my foot. <laughs> do you know about that? Yeah, that hurt. Are you sure? Don't do it again! <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, she squeezes his hand and then he starts... Like, you can hear him screaming throughout the forest like he's so unhappy with that 
Well, I mean, maybe I think Nadine is maybe more jealous than like her inner her inner Nadine is jealous because it's somewhere inside of her. I think the truth is Nadine just wants everyone. Well, I think her hormones are on. She wants. That's fine. I'm fine with that. Also, she's an Amazon fucking. She's fucking Wonder Woman. Totally fine with that. She could knock everyone out. So. I think she honestly thinks she can own any man she wants. That's fine. I believe that. But I also think there's an inner part of Nadine that remembers everything. Oh, for sure. Who's reacting. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. No, you're right. I, I think that's part of what it is. Well, yeah. Shit's she, she, not gone well. In the no. big And the, the Big Ed's gas farm yeah. <laughs> mansion. I forgot it was La Casa. Big Ed's gas farm. Big Ed's gas farm in La Casa. It's where we make our... We just put gas in the ground. We make and a lot. It just grows. We were, we make a lot of we'll tortilla s- trips. Tortillas and tortillas. Oh, La Casa. La Casa. You know, it's also just like rednecks who like who live like in Texas. De la er grande gas gas agro. So they like how to say farm. You know, tortillas. They Tortilla, still like tortillas. And they have to say a lot of grande Spanish words, Grand. but not good. Do you think that's not what good happens. like that's what happens on all farms i think that's on all all gas farms maybe uh maybe <laughs> i don't know i haven't been to a lot of gas farms lately um listen tell me what's up caitlin mayor briggs mayor briggs major major briggs yes sorry well if he was spanish he'd be mayor briggs <laughs> mayor <laughs> Mayor Briggs. Where is Mayor Briggs? I have found him. He's in the woods. He's oh. wandering around aimlessly. He's got oh. a head wound. He doesn't look good. His eyes are rolling back. Yeah, things are not good. Things are not good. You know what Hawk is doing? Well, driving around he's aimlessly. Just, he's just going to drive like you do. He's just driving. And, uh, oh, he sees Mayor Briggs walk out into the road. Major Briggs. Fuck. You're going to get it. Okay, hang on. Let me drink myself into sanity. Okay, so Major Briggs walk, walks out into the road, and Hawk gets out of his car, and he's like, Major Briggs, what are you doing here? And Major Briggs' head is cut, and he doesn't look good. And he goes, which way is that castle? And Hawk is like, you're fucked up. I'm bringing you in, right? So then we go back to the station, and Major, Major Briggs is sitting there, and he's got a blanket around him, and he seems to be, like, in shock. And Truman's like, he's in shock because he's coming off of the drugs that Wyndham Earl gave him, which is, like, something paradol. Um, it's the same thing I think that uh, that Philippe was yeah, taking. Yeah, and also Philippe and also was taking. Yeah, and also Wyndham Earls. Right, and also the Earl man. Um, and Cooper comes in, and Cooper's like Garland, and he's like Garland. What a weird name. He doesn't recognize his <laughs> I know. own name. Judy Garland. Like, yeah, he's like Judy Garland, which I mean, that's that feels right. I did. I was like, he just like the way that he just free associates words right now i really love he's yeah. like garland that's weird judy garland tree garland christmas time uh garland, mistletoe Gar- garth ding brooks dong, ding ding anyway so um <laughs> cooper's like where did winnemarl take you and he's like the woods and it's like well that's right and then he says something like, the King Ramada is not allowed in. Ramada. And, and Cooper's like, all right, we should just let him hang out here. Yeah, it's true. He needs to, like, come back off of his drug business. Um, and then Cooper's like, oh, I just thought of something to Truman. Because you know their best thoughts happen when they're together. Uh, of, yes. <laughs> they feed off of each other's intense energy. Uh, and yes. love for each other. So Cooper's like, I just thought of something. The door to the Black Lodge, it has to open not only in a specific place, but at a specific time. Because, yes. Because everything is, exists in time and space in specifics. Right. Like, like, a, like a shooting star doesn't specific, per, exist perpetually over time. Um, it exists at one point in time. So we need to figure out when the Black Lodge is going to open at a specific time. And Andy turns around because he's been staring he's, at these fucking drawings forever. He's like, I know what's up. And he's like, I've solved the mystery. Does the 4-H have anything to do with all this? Uh, uh, sorry. It's fine. Whatever. Did you get it out? I like to honor my good? burps because it doesn't happen that often. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's beautiful like your angel voice. <gasps> Thank you. Um, Andy's like, does 4-H have anything to do with this? And Cooper, Cooper's reaction, I must say, was kind of rude. 
was like, he's very dismissive of Andy like, in this no, episode. No, Andy, shut up. <laughs> he is dismissive of Andy. I know, but Andy's right. Andy's got his shit together. No, nor and normally Andy, but n- I get why. Normally Andy does not. I I also understand that, but in this case, he yeah. Does. Andy knows his what. Andy knows his was was knows what's up. I couldn't say words. Knows was 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 up. He knows. He knows. So now we're at the Martell house, and Andrew Packard and Catherine and Pete Martell are trying to break open the steel box that they found inside of the cryptic rune box that they found inside of the other box. Won't fucking open. But it won't open, and they have it in a vice, and they're trying to get it open, and they can't it's get it not open. Cracking. And they're frustrated, and Andrew hurts his arm, and then finally he throws it on the ground, and he pulls out his gun and he shoots it because that's what men do—they just shoot things. Well. It works. It does work. And what is inside of this shot up steel box but a key. A key. And uh, Packard's like, we should keep it safe. They and all look at each they look at each other like at the exact same moment. Like right. like who's gonna pull out the gun first? Who's gonna fucking kill people for this key? Yeah. And Catherine's like, We need to keep it safe in plain sight. And then Pete's like, you guys don't trust each other even though you're related. And they're like, sure we do. We love each other we like all brothers and sisters do. Um, anyway, so they put it inside of the crystal cake saver, which looks like something that my grandma probably has. But, you know, Catherine's in the 90s. She has it. And whatever. Moving on. We're at the Hayward house. John is wearing a badass dress with a bow on it. Big ass like bow. Like she's like a, a present. tight like pencil length dress, black dress with a big ass like off the shoulder bow. You go, Donna. She walks you go, up, Donna. She walks up to her mom and dad and she's like, I know about you and Ben Horn. And they're like, Whoa, No Donna. more games, Mom. Like, well, Donna, like like chill out. Like like you don't know everything in life. Life is full of nuances. You don't understand things. You weren't around. You're very young. You know, people are complicated. You baby. We're complicated. You baby. We can't, some people change. And she's like, I'm not a child. And if you don't tell me, I will go find out and ask Ben Horn myself because motherfuckers, I'm Donna. God, that, oh my God. What if she just does that for her whole talent? Just yells, I'm Donna. I'm Donna. I'm Donna. I'm Donna. I'm Donna. Anyway, Donna's mom is like, listen, this is your choice to go do that. It's not my choice. And Donna's like, fine. Goodbye. Don't you know I'm Donna? Fine. I'm leaving. So, I'm never going to be around here again going, I'm Donna. You're never going to hear it again. Okay, 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 okay. So we're back at the station. Don't you forget it. I won't. Trust I'm me. I'm Donna. I won't. And Dale Cooper is looking through a book as they're studying the petroglyph, and he finds a symbol that uh, the that Andy mistaked for the 4-H club symbol, symbol, and what it stands for is Jupiter and Saturn. Duh. And it stands for the conjunction of Jupiter and Saturn together at a specific time, which suggests an intensification of, like, power and shit. This when all the things happen. And he's like, when is this going to happen? And he looks up in his book, and he's like, the door to the lodge will open from January to June. And I'm like, Bitch, just a long ass time. <laughs> Are you guys gonna that evacuate? That door's gonna be open for so long. Are you gonna evacuate Twin Peaks for Holy six months? Shit. <laughs> and so and so and then Briggs starts mumbling and he's like, "Fear and love open the doors," and uh, and Cooper's like, "Oh, I get it." Fear opens the door to the Black Lodge and love opens the door to the White Lodge. So maybe that's it. So if you have both open, it balances they, like, out. It's each fine. Other out. It's fine. Yeah, yeah that's fine. Yeah, let's just ha- we gotta get a whole open. fucking month. We just gotta be in a place of love and hate, love and hate, man. I'm always in a place of love and hate. I am too. Okay, We're just gonna so say that. Then Briggs is like the queen, and then Cooper's like, "Who's the queen? I gotta think about it. What's a queen? What's a crown? <gasps> it's Miss Twin Peaks." Yeah, and Andy's like, "Hey guys." I think I have something I want to tell you. And they're like, shut up, Andy. <laughs> and he's like, no, I think there's something important that I've learned. And they're like, God damn it, Andy, shut the 
fuck up. We're trying to figure out this lodge bullshit. He's like, but I've been staring at this for hours and I really feel like I've done a good amount of research. I know that normally I'm pretty dumb, but I can't help myself today. I know I've got up. some really good revelations. God damn it, Andy. And he's like, wait, but wait. And then he knocks over the bonsai tree and then Cooper bends over and sees that there's a bug inside of the bonsai yes. tree. Which, two things. Yes. We've now learned that Wyndham Earl was listening to them the whole time and Cooper's like, he's two, three steps ahead of us. Oh yep. my God. Second thing, they're still fucking ignoring Andy. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. They're definitely paying. They, they like straight up look at the bonsai tree. Say they, Shut up, Andy. I'm looking at the bonsai tree. <laughs> they, they like decide that they need to go to the Miss Twin Peaks. And I think they, they must leave Andy there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure they leave him there. And then so they get, Guys. even though they need Guys. all hands on deck Try at the. They need all hands on deck at the contest. Nobody wants to And they leave him there. Nobody's listening. <laughs> so they leave him. The, 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 my favorite thing, too, can I just say, in the next couple scenes, Andy's constantly looking for Miss hey Cooper. Guys. But Cooper's in plain sight. Yes. <laughs> so I why know. Andy can't find him? Well, because even though he's gotten to a really intelligent epiphany, He's still Andy. <laughs> he cannot find him. God damn it. Okay. Sorry. So now we have to go to Miss Twin Peaks. And guess what's going on? They're dancing. Of course dancing. they are. All the ladies are dancing and they're wearing like like They're wearing the Washington outfits. State bathing suit is what I beach <laughs> beach garb is what I the said. Washington State beach garb. Which is a the, button up with a bow tie and a vest and a cummerbund. So it's like a card but girl. Then it's like a card bottoms. Yes, yeah, so it's like a card stockings. girl up top and then a leotard bottom. Bottoms on the bottom. It's like it's like um um shit. Fuck, it's like Frank Sinatra up top and let's get physical on the bottom. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. And then ponchos, clear ponchos. Clear ponchos and clear That are like capes, but bubble. not so they're not full ponchos. <laughs> clear bubble umbrellas. Yes. And they're dancing. And Lucy's dancing up front. And I got to tell you, for a pregnant girl, she, she looks, looks great. fucking bum. Her yeah. legs are phenomenal. Lucy, great. And Mr. Pinkle? Yes. The choreographer is loving it so much that he's grabbing Log Lady and Log Lady is like, fuck off. He will not touch, stop touching her though. I know it's her. Why isn't she slapping him? Use the goddamn log. Knock him upside the head. You creepy ass motherfucker. Don't touch her. Heather Graham moves to the front and she's dancing. And I noticed that Heather Graham has some juicy thighs, which I say, Good for her. They're not as skinny as everybody else. Heather guys. Graham is and like. Also, why am I paying attention to this person's thighs? Because oh, everyone's wait, wearing. Because they're all wearing no pants. <laughs> I don't have a choice. I do like that about Heather Graham. She has like a normal person's body. Yeah. She does. Um. Okay. Doc Hayward comes out and like starts announcing off people for the talent show because he apparently is the host of the Twin Peaks pageant because not only is he the town doctor and the town coroner, but he's also the town pageant host. I did. Didn't I laugh out loud? We're like, why is he here? Why is he? Everything about the next couple scenes, I was just shouting like, why Doc Hayward? Why are okay. they wearing this beach out, this Washington beach outfit instead of a normal bikini? Like, so Lucy comes out and Lucy starts dancing, killing it. And she's a fucking baller dancer. She's doing high kicks. She's doing spin arounds a bunch of times. She does a split at the end. Go Lucy. The f- the other funny thing to me is that the two dance scenes, the two like talent things we get are of Lucy and Lana. Yes, exactly. We um, don't get anyone else. Very different. Can I just put that out there right now? They're very different. Yes. Um, styles of dancing. Yes. Anyway, so Bobby is backstage, and he is—he's kind of like sharing a like a strange moment with Don, uh, not Donna, who uh, Log Lady. He like, like, yeah, he like looks out on the stage and sees Log Lady. Exactly, and um, and in- then he looks back and he sees. Uh, Log Lady behind him, also backstage, and then he looks out, and Log Lady is gone, and he's like, "Whoa, what's what the going fuck's on? going on with Log Lady right now?" And then it zooms in, and it's like, "Oh, that's fucking Wyndham Earl." 
Right. You well, we realize it's Wyndham Earl. We realize backstage. it's Wyndham Earl yeah. dressed as Log Lady. Um, and then he walks up and he knocks Bobby out with the log, which is what Log Lady should have done to Mr. Pinkle. Yes. But, you know, whatever. She was more in public, yeah. I guess. So anyway. <laughs> Cooper and Truman show up at the Miss Twin Peaks and they're out in the audience and they know that Wyndham Earl is there and they're like, we have to protect whoever wins Miss Twin Peaks and like do everything we can. Um, and then the talent show is still continuing on while they're like discussing their plan and Lana comes out and she is dancing what is described as by Doc Hayward, a jazz exotica. Ex- exotic eroticism or something like that. Right. Even like and something. And she's dressed as a fucking like belly dancer. Like let's appropriate Arabic dancing. Yep, sounds right. Sounds good. Um, and she's dressed as a belly dancer. And I gotta say, it's not great dancing. It's more just like sexy looking. Yeah. Oh yeah. She's just like wiggle, wiggle. Look over my shoulder. Wiggle, wiggle. Whip my hair. Look over my shoulder. <laughs> wiggle, wiggle. Lay on the floor. Look over my shoulder. Like there's no physical dancing. Yes. Just a lot of like hi there. Oh, I turned my head high there. Oh, I looked at the ground high there. Hey. Hey. So we know what her skills are. <laughs> I'm just putting that out there. Yes. Um, and then Mayor Milford looks over in it to um, Dick, the, who is just enthralled with her sexy looks. Yes, and with her like, sexy looks. It's like, there's a real artist. And True Norma artist. is like, no, I'm pretty sure she's I just roll. looking over her shoulder. I, I don't care about her. Um. And then we cut to the speeches and because everybody has to make speech about the forest and Audrey's out and she is giving a speech about um, how we need to do fight for the things that we care about when they're in danger and blah, blah, blah. And then Doc Hayward comes out and it's a good speech. It's whatever. Yeah. She did what she was supposed she to do. She did what she did exactly what she needed to do. Right. Doc Hayward comes out and, um, and he says, let's have a brief musical interlude. <laughs> He did say that. Let's have it. Okay, and then after the interlude, <laughs> meanwhile, Donna approaches Ben Horn at state backstage, and he's like, and she's like, "What is going Just on? Just tell me what the fuck. What the happening. fuck is going on with?" with you and my mother and Ben's like um and she's like look I found stuff from love letters and pictures of you with my mom and I found a birth certificate that doesn't have dad's name on it and what the hell is going on here and why won't anyone tell me about it and Ben Hayward's like or Ben Horn's like um and she's like listen I'm Donna (laughs) you're gonna tell me what's going on and he's like listen me and your mom she's like you're my father I'm like of course he is Donna why did it take you so long to get to this Especially point? the birth certificate. We knew this so long ago. Well, I just feel like she should have guessed that with the birth certificate thing. And the love letters. Donna. And, yeah, Donna. Donna. I'm Donna and I'm not a detective. <laughs> okay, so anyway. So Annie now is giving her speech after uh, the whole musical interlude. And... Annie is quoting the Native Americans. Chief Seattle. I don't know. No, I didn't that, write no, down that is what she it, said. It is. That's what it was. I noted it because it was like, interesting. I didn't write down what she said. I know she said a bunch of flowery words about how we should love the land or whatever, but all he could think of as I was watching her was, you just fucked Cooper. Yeah. That's where she got her suit. That's where that's she got her power. She so powerful. <laughs> Um, yeah, it was very spirit. It was very spiritually transcendent. And while uh, she's Cooper giving, starts tearing up. Cooper starts crying, and as she's giving the speech, and as Cooper crying, Wyndham Earl is looking amazing in some fucking stockings. I mean, his, <laughs> his legs look great under that skirt with those stockings on, and he's creeping around in the scaffolding. And his disguise game is on point. He is the master of disguise. Sees him. Master and then of disguise. Lucy's in the backstage. With Andy and Dick. And she's like, guys, have you forgotten what day it is? And Andy's like, it's Twin Peaks Day. And I was like, Andy? Yeah, I love you. All right, fine. Your charms are undeniable. Listen, Lucy's like, I've decided who's going to be the father of my child. It's baby day. It's going to be Andy. Surprise, surprise. Oh, and Dick is like, cool. All right, bye. Peace. I forgot you had a child. Peace. I forgot you were pregnant. Yeah, I'm out. Um, which is really, really cute. And Andy's like, I'm going to be a really awesome dad. And I'm so grateful. I'm going to be the best. But I, 
I'm being ignored by my coworkers right now. <laughs> and I've got to go tell them something. And Lucy's like, oh, men. She's also ignoring him. Yes. <laughs> okay. Anyway. So now we're about to announce the winner of Miss Twin Peaks. And all the girls are lined up in their 90s fluffy evening Whoa. dresses. Shelly, for once in her goddamn life, does not look wet. She, she looks, looks so good. Fucking great. She's yeah. She's she looks phenomenal. Shelly looks I was like, great. Shelly, I want your dress. <laughs> your hair is amazing. You're the hottest girl here. Good for you. You she's look hot. amazing. She's a hottie hot. Good for you, Shells. But Shells does not win. <laughs> I know. I really thought it was going to be know, her for a long too. time too. Guess who wins? Is it Annie? Annie? Of course. Love of Truman's life. <laughs> she comes out. Mayor Milford stands up and goes, this is an outrage. She's been living in this town for about 15 minutes. And you and I Which were both like, true. excellent point. Excellent point, Mayor Milford. She's you're, right. You're, you're right. We've just barely gotten to know her. She's only been on for like four episodes. So for her to win Miss Twin right. Peaks, you're right. You're right. Shelly, Don, Audrey have been here since day one. <laughs> Why haven't one of they won? Why is Annie one? Well, who knows? It. You know what? Cool. I buy your argument there, Milford. I totally. Of all the times that I have not agreed with you, this time, 100%, you are correct, <laughs> sir. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> then Meredith. What? The lights go out. The lights go out like Beyonce at the Super Bowl. Yeah. Well, and Everything also, shuts down. If you have a... If you have any, if you're even close to having epilepsy, this this episode would give it to you. Yes. So then the lights go out, and then they get all stroby, and then there's an explosion, and Wyndham Earl gets on stage in his fucking log lady costume, and he holds out a remote, and Cooper sees him, and Cooper tries to dive towards him to like protect what's going on, and then um, what's his name? I'm trying to do it with the same amount of suspense as everybody else. Uh, Wyndham Earl is like, no, and presses a button and there's an explosion. And Cooper's diverted. And then he call, goes up to Andy and he's like, Andy, I, he's like, I can help you get out of here. And then he takes her away. And then and then a, Cooper's, the lights turn on and Cooper turns to Truman and he's like, Truman, <sighs> Earl's got Annie. Annie's taken. And Truman goes, Bastard won't get a half mile from here. I'll get him. Which we know. Which we know. Truman's like kind of hoping Andy disappears because he wants Cooper back. I'm gonna send. I'm gonna send Andy to go get. Him. I'm gonna go send Andy. Right. So, but anyway, Truman leaves, and Andy shows up, and he's like, Cooper. There's something I have to tell you. Which are this entire and again, episode. And Cooper again is like, of you not now, me. Andy. Anyway. Cooper's also like, not now, Andy. Not now. Um, but he's like, listen, um, the drawing, it's not a code or a puzzle. It's a map. And I know where the Black Lodge is because I can read a map. And yes. That, that and is that's the, the end. Out. That the is end. the end of our episode. Credit sequence. Cue credits. Damn. I cannot wait for the end. Oh, of this, my so. God. I know, me too. Meredith. Yes. What was Cooper typing into his calculator for this episode? Oh, all the other uh, nature metaphors he's going to use for Annie's vagina. Yep. I wrote nothing because he's <laughs> too distracted by being buried in Annie. <laughs> Fair enough. I think it's the first time he hasn't had time to write anything. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, who is your favorite minor character? Oh, it's really, this is a really hard one. <laughs> you go first, then. Okay, so in the scene when they're practicing the choreography, right? Uh, and Lucy is like second-guessing the intention of the choreography, and then yes. the judges are standing there, and they're talking about the contestants. Yes. There is a man. Yes. Who carries a prop. Across the screen. In front of the judges. He's in the middle of the fucking screen. There's a man carrying a deer. And the deer is face out. And he is behind the deer. And it honestly looks like he's fucking that deer. (laughs) I know. And I, at first I was like, 
oh my god someone yeah, saved this deer i know exactly what you're talking about and then about. i was like you know what he got away with that <laughs> very that was whoever decided that was a good way to walk for this extra to walk on i appreciate you that's 100 percent my favorite minor character of all um time. cool that's a good one i'm gonna go oh my god Wyndham earl was so good and this i mean the outfits. I think I'm going to go with Wyndham Earl. That's fine. That's he was fave. really wonderful this one. He, Yeah, he really brought his disguise game yep. on this. <laughs> yeah. The black teeth, white face. Uh, class. Classic. And classic. also, he was hot in the first scene again. Yeah, In his was. suit and crazy hair. Black in his suit. So I'm going to go with Wyndham Earl. All right, Meredith, you ready? Sweeping proclamation. Okay. There's definitely going to be, I think I already said this, but I'm going to go with it again. There's definitely going to be a uh, cemetery style battle, Harry Potter cemetery <gasps> style battle Harry Potter between Wyndham Earl and Cooper with, and then with like Annie screaming on the sides. That's, that's how it's going to end. There's going to be a lot of magic. There's going to be a lot of magic, like. Like streams coming streams from people's hearts and like pow, and yeah, eyeballs. There's that's be what's owls happening when we watch this last episode. Oh yeah, there's gonna be a there's gonna be an so owl tornado, owls. and the white lodge will be so powerful and so explosive that both the lodges will just disappear and be gone. Agreed. Okay, I think Don is gonna die. You're gonna think you think Donna's gonna die yeah. of all of the people. Yeah, I don't. You're wanna... gonna say Donna. Donna's dead. Oh, why? What do you have to she's support that? In, she's not in the reboot. Right. I think that's just a Laura Flynn Boyle thing. She's dead. You th- oh, you already ruined it for yourself, or you're just sweeping. Pro- you're just saying she's dying. I just think she's dying. Yeah. I don't know for I sure. I don't know. I don't think so. I don't know why. Um, I think she's too minor in this. In this, like, kind of what's happening. That for her to die, it seems suspect. Well, that's what I'm saying. They've like diminished. <gasps> oh my god, it's so much whiskey. They've diminished her character <laughs> to the point where she's no longer important. So it's like yeah, that's her, true. Her way out is dying. Yeah, that's okay. true. Plus, people haven't died in a while except for Stone we don't Dude. have. Do we have any more questions asked? Because we know where Bob is, and we Bob is fucking speed walking towards Twin Peaks. <laughs> <laughs> Like a like a mom early in the morning. That's exactly like, it. He's got he's got a fanny pack and a backpack on. Twin Peaks. And gonna have those, like, a good time. Those poles. <laughs> Fucking speed walking. What else? What was do we? What's our next question? Do that's we have it. another one? We're, we're done. I didn't think so because I was like, we know where Bob is, and we. <laughs> Don't want to say where this episode jumped the shark because no, it was that's perfect. All the questions. Cool. All right, guys. <laughs> uh, follow, <laughs> follow, like, rate and subscribe follow to this us. thing. It's really important. Follow us. Uh, follow us, Danny. Follow us. <laughs> follow us, please. Follow us. Come to us. Play with us. Uh, Play with us at at TWPD Podcasting podcast podcast Meredith, you do this you're less i can do it i can do it uh rate and subscribe here that's our first request always and forever thank you very much uh then also follow and rate and subscribe to there will be drinking our mothership podcast then like us on all the things at twbd podcast it's uh facebook.com slash twbd podcast and on insta and twitter and then emails your feelings at twbd podcast at gmail.com and then lastly but not leastly. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted it to rhyme. <laughs> Please, Please have a damn good cup of coffee and oh pie my up God. your life. Have a damn fine, fine, fine cup of coffee. And pie up your life. Stick that pie up your life. Ooh.